Hey there, it's Isaac from Powered by Rock here to bring Eric Hauser from the Chicago-based punk rock band Counterpunch into the spotlight for a few minutes and make him sweat with some on-the-spot questions. Welcome, Eric. Are you ready to be put in the spotlight? I'm already sweating. All right. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure you're about my age, and as such, you probably remember the Claymation celebrity death matches on MTV back in the day. So i got to ask you, if you could pick two real-life celebrities for a death match knowing at least one was going to die, who would you pick and why? Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, how much time do I have to answer this? I really got to think about this. This one, I so told you, it's a question, question man. It's going to make you sweat. You got to be fast. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. Donald Trump, number one. I would just throw him in the ring. And um, does that have to be like a person? Or can, can it be like a mythical beast? As long as it's well known, I guess it fits the celebrity because they had some weird shit on there before. Hulk. We'll just throw Hulk, throw him in the ring with Hulk. Okay. I was going to say, it should be a one sided fight in the sense that you don't want any chance for Donald Trump to win, right? Correct. That whole yeah. scourge needs to stop. <laughs> it's almost too easy for that answer, you know? So. Yeah. Well, it was really funny because when I wrote the question, I was like, oh, man, you know, it'd be kind of funny just to see like Mike Tyson and Donald Trump to get in there. And you pick basically the same thing, but just a non-human version of it. <laughs> well, I mean, that way, no, there's no blood on Mike Tyson's hands, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The we Hulk's like always Tyson. in rage mode. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's, he's going to kill whatever's in front of him. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, the perfect, uh, perfect scenario. Awesome. So you think that uh, Donald Trump's going to lose that? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I guess we'll have to see how it plays out. Do you think if he loses, he'd, he'd call for a, like a, a, a you know, a, a re-voting of the judges' scorecards or something like that? It was he's dead and it was rigged, right? That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the end result. My death is fake. It's fake. I'm dead. <laughs> it's not. It's not real. <laughs> All right. So, obviously, COVID was awful, but there there was some interesting things that happened during the lockdown. What's one thing you missed from the quarantine lockdown? 12 hour video game days. It was like, <laughs> I'm 15 again. I can't go anywhere. I haven't showered in like a day and a half. Cause I've literally just spent the entire 24 hours intermittently sleeping and playing through this Assassin's Creed for no reason. <laughs> like hacking with no like responsibility whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was, that was, that was probably mine. All right. Fair Sadly. enough. All right. Number three, as a Chicago guy, are you ready to jump in on the great pizza debate and say once and for all that Chicago has the best pizza? If so, what's the best kind of pie and best pie shop in Chi-Town? Okay, that's a trick question because I think most Chicagoans actually eat tavern style, which is like thin crust, like cracker yeah. thin crust, square cut. Yeah. And personally, I, I find that the, um, the invention of that is kind of genius because they – basically wanted to invent pizza that you could have in one hand and still have your drink in the other hand. Yeah. That's genius. But oh, man, that's tough. If you're going, I think, I think I would put Chicago thin crust against uh, pretty much most other cities, crusts and pies. I, I, I love deep dish, but it's a very subjective thing. Either you like a lot of cheese or you don't, which means you won't like deep dish. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the crusts can get just like, they don't have any flavor. Yeah. Or it gets um, soggy way too early. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love deep dish and I'll, I'll do it like, you know, as a thing when, when visitors are in town, it's like, all right, let's do it. You ready to get your cheese on? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but if I had to say the two best pie shops, both deep dish and tavern style, Vito and Nick's uh, on the South side of Chicago is probably 
the best thin crust I've had here. Yeah. Um, deep dish, man, that's, that's such a hard one to answer. I would say Pequod's. Okay. Uh, it's not like true Chicago deep dish, but it's damn close and it is a great pie. Interesting. All right. Well, I mean, you're wrong because New York pizza is still better. However, I do love a good deep dish and I do love thin crust and all that stuff. I've been around the world. I've even been to Napoli or Naples, as we call it, where, mm-hmm. you know, they invented pizza. Love the pizza there. Probably if I'm going to say, and this is just based on pure taste, not necessarily like all the stuff. I remember John Stewart once saying that Chicago pizza is not pizza. It's lasagna. And I was like, that's really funny. Um, I love deep dish. Like it, it always was my favorite growing up until I went to New York and I was like, holy fucking shit. This is really good pizza. I'm converted. So yeah, usually the, the more like the shittier the spot looks, the better the pizza. Is New York. Oh, yeah. Like the more rats you think are in the kitchen, the better the place usually is. Yeah. But I love New York style pizza too, man. It's the crust. It's like soft. It's, it's not, it's like bubbly. It's, but the problem it's, is it's like the size of your torso and you, yeah. it's a two handed operation. There's no way around that. That's true. And you can't eat it with a fork and like knife, like, uh, you know, otherwise you're shunned by everybody in that entire city. Pretty much. It's like you putting ketchup on a hot dog here in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, ketchup on a steak, like, you know, some of the former presidents. <laughs> <laughs> There's no accounting for taste. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, this one's going to be kind of think back on your past and in your entire touring history, but what's the best thing and the worst thing that ever happened to you at a show or while on tour? Best thing. Um, probably the first time we played punk rock holiday in Slovenia. Okay. Um, coming into that country, like the drive in and just getting to the festival. It was just, it was like magical. It was like a different planet altogether. Yeah. And we drove through, um, drove through the mountains on small roads to get to this particular town, Tolman, and coming over the border into Slovenia, there were still some like Soviet era checkpoint little like booths. They obviously weren't, you know, using them, but like yeah. just to see that. And it's like there was a line drawn on the ground. And after you crossed that line, it was like you went into Jurassic Park. It was just so green and lush. The color of the river, I can't even describe to you because it's, it's like this baby bright baby sapphire blue yeah and i mean it's a mountain spring so there are literal pipes coming out of the ground with just spigots and people are just filling up their water bottles directly out of those all day long and it's just it was awesome and the festival is probably one of my favorite to play on the planet too and so experiencing that for the first time was like just like an unforgettable weekend nice worst uh man we were in saint etienne france and we stayed with a promoter that put put us up for the night, put the show on at his bar. He was a guy from like San Francisco originally, or his wife was from San Francisco, one of the two. Either way, he, he made us like this awesome duck confit and like this amazing meal at, at the venue. Um, we get back and the whole time we're at the venue, he's like looking at all of our gear, like, oh man, asking all these questions. Like, what's that? That's cool. I haven't seen that before. And we get back to his house and he tries to get us all messed up on like hash. And essentially the plan was someone he works with was going to come break into our van and steal all of our shit. Wow. But it got foiled because we noticed someone outside by the van, like we we're trying to pass out and like nothing added up about this guy after the fact, you know, our, our guy was uh, the tour manager at the time. 
was also French, and he's like the the spotlight above the uh, above the garage where you parked was unplugged, and both both like lenses were turned the other way. Wow. Um, there's like a hole in the back of this guy's fence that just leads to like a back wooded area. Uh, the story about why we had to leave at a certain time the next day kept changing over and over and over again. First, it was like another band's coming in. Oh, my wife has a doctor's appointment. Oh, this. It was like, it was clearly like a racket that yeah. other bands had fallen prey to. And I slept. It was freezing cold. It was like 20 degrees Fahrenheit. And I ended up sleeping out in the van, like on the floor of this terribly old crappy sprinter with like this, this metal iron wrought rod in my hand, just in case that dude came back. And we woke up the next morning and there was like this weird paperclip lock pick still in, um, still in the door. And the gas tank was open. Like they were trying to steal our gas, everything in the car. Who no. knows? We've well, been that's fortunate right. now, and I'm going to knock on wood for saying that because there are so many bands that get their stuff stolen because you're, you're a moving target and everyone knows that you have expensive things inside that little box on wheels. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's like the, one of the shittiest things in the world is when you see somebody like all of our stuff that we've had for the last 20 years is gone. Like, man, I can't wait for those people to just like get found out and just have the shit kicked out of them. Cause that'd be awesome. Right. Yeah. That's when we need uh, Mike Tyson to go knocking door to door <laughs> <laughs> or the incredible Hulk either way. <laughs> Mike Tyson right. would at least initially get like a, a happy reaction. They'd open the door, be like, "Holy shit, it's Mike Tyson!" Yeah. And then he can beat the crap out of them. Hulk would be like, "Do not open that door." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, last question: If you could either write a song for another artist, or co-write a song with another artist, well, who would be your dream collaboration? Ooh, um, that's tough. I would love to write a song with Eddie Van Halen. He was like the reason I started playing guitar to begin with. Nice. Um, I, I grew up playing piano. My parents wouldn't allow me to play guitar until I like learned piano, wow. which to their credit, great move because it forced me to like learn music theory and understand why the scales I was playing worked yeah. and what was happening. So um, kudos to you parents. But yeah, <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, like flipping on MTV when they still played music videos and just being like, well, yeah. what? I can't even see his fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, rest in peace, Eddie. But yeah, that'd be an awesome collaboration. I mean, that dude can shred. And, and obviously when you, I think if you were writing in that scenario, you'd be like, all right, Eddie, give me a riff. And he'd be like, well, it's four minutes long and uh, it's going to be awesome. And then you just go, yeah. And then that's your part. And then it's the, the end of the song. <laughs> I'm I'm hundred percent. Okay. With that. <laughs> Very cool. Well, I want to thank you again, Eric, for obviously stepping in the spotlight and answering these hot seat questions. Guys, make sure to go to show notes below this episode for links to the music and watch our full podcast interview as well. Until the next time we step into the spotlight, we'll see you then. Rock on. <laughs>